In the last episode of Sharing the Bhagavad Gita, we completed through verse 15 of chapter 3. Lord Sri Krishna gave us the knowledge of yajna, the sacrifice of selfless action. So we continue the Bhagavad Gita in chapter 3, Karma Yoga, the Yoga of Action. This is chapter 3, verse 16. The Lord said, Arjuna, he who does not follow the wheel of creation, thus set going in this world, does not perform his duties, leads a sinful and sensual life. He lives in vain. This ends verse 16. When you know that this creation is always moving, always changing, you come to know the wheel of creation. This wheel of creation is so vast and so intricately woven. In this one life, we've come to expiate some part of our karmic debt. The people we are born with and come to know are all part of that repayment. When we go against the natural flow of this life, we create new debt. You're in this life to repay past karma and through repayment, we get to the point whereby we're able to seek the ultimate goal. Some are born ever ready to know the truth. Others reach readiness during this lifetime, but most don't even know that there is a truth to be known. In an earlier chapter, we learned that it's only in a human birth that one can realize the ultimate goal of God-realization. This human birth is so precious, but when one sets their sights on only those things that bring them pleasure, the motion of creation is thwarted, and that one indulging in their own desires is just squandering this human birth. So we continue with verses 17 through 19. He, however, who delights in the self alone and is gratified with the self, and is contented in the self, has no duty. In this world, that great soul has nothing to gain by action, nor by abstaining from action, nor has he selfish dependence of any kind on any creature. Therefore, go on efficiently, doing your duty at all times without attachment. Doing work without attachment, man attains the Supreme. This ends verse 19. The contented one, that self-realized being, does not see himself as the body, and so there are no desires. The contentment of an enlightened being is no longer under the sway of Maya. Whether he's active or not, he's just not affected. Yet even this one will perform selfless actions for the upliftment of all. I give the example of my guru, Sri Krishna Guruji, a true spiritual master. He teaches. He teaches his disciples, devotees, and he meets with many people. He visits many holy places. And all of this is for the upliftment of everyone. He's here to reestablish Dharma within us, within the holy places, and the world. As a great being, he has nothing to do, yet he does it all. We continue with verses 20 through 25. It is through action without attachment alone that Janaka and other wise men reach perfection. Having in view the maintenance of the world order too, you should take action. For whatever a great man does, that very thing other men also do. Whatever standard he sets up, the generality of men follow the same. Arjuna, there is no duty in all the three worlds for me to perform, nor is there anything worth attaining unattained by me, yet I continue to work. Should I not engage in action scrupulously, 
At any time, great harm will come to the world, for Arjuna, men follow my way in all matters. If I ever cease to act, these worlds would perish. Nay, I should prove to be the cause of confusion and of the destruction of these people. Arjuna, as the unwise act with attachment, so should the wise man, with a view to maintain the world order, act without attachment. This ends verse 25. So Janaka was a great king and an enlightened being. This royal sage, he took care of his kingdom and all its inhabitants in every way, yet he remained unattached. He performed all his kingly duties without fail. It is incumbent on those who are enlightened to maintain the creation and set the example for all beings to do their own duty. It's not enough to preach and tell others how to live in this world. One must set an example by taking proper action. The Lord gives his own life as an example, even though he is the Lord of all creation, that Supreme One, he came into this creation, and as a child, he had a role and duties of a child. As the body grew into adolescence, he also had that role. And as an adult, Lord Sri Krishna performed all his kingly duties because others looked to him as a model for all. There's nothing for the Lord to attain. There's no wants or desires. Yet the existence of the three worlds rests in him. When this wheel of creation veers wrongly, it's the Lord himself who takes a form in the creation to make the correction. We don't always know about it, but certainly you can look upon history and see places that are such forks in the road, so to speak. It is the Lord who sets creation back upright and on the dharmic path. Should he not do his duty, chaos would ensue. All would cease to exist. The wise man should take action in the world with detachment. The enlightened one knows that the creation and all its beings are temporary. There's no good to come from attaching yourself, your stability of mind or contentedness to that which is temporary. If you are happy when something comes your way, you'll certainly be unhappy when it leaves you. There's only one that is permanent. There is only one which does not change. That one supreme person is the one supreme goal. We'll finish here today. We've completed through verse 25. Next episode, we'll continue chapter 3 at verse 26. Thank you for listening. God bless and lots of love.